0: Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast. I am excited for our launch guest today. This is Kirsten Kirsteiger. She is German, which is why I have a hard time saying her name, but it's awesome, (laughs) and I'm so excited to welcome her onto the podcast today, and let me just tell you a little bit about her. She is a scientist, but she has turned into a life and leadership coach, which I love because I can totally relate to that as well, because scientists actually make really good life leadership coaches because they can see patterns, so cool. But she says that the emotional roller coaster that motherhood took her on led her to leave science and to dive deep into the study of emotional intelligence. And she's become a certified practitioner in Genos, which I can just assume is an emotional intelligence um, sort of thing that you're going to have to tell us about (laughs) a little bit more. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about you and your family and how you got on this path? Okay, yeah. Yeah, thanks for having
1: me on your podcast. Um, And Frank, thanks for being part of your launch crew. Um, yeah, I'm Kirsten. I'm not German. I'm Austrian, oh,
0: <laughs> but sorry. the name is
1: the name is the German. Name. No, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, long story. Um, I'm a scientist, as you said. So I started to climb the academic ladder. I did my PhD. I did my postdoc in in the United States in San Diego, California, um, and my husband came with me, So my yeah he he became my husband right before we moved to the states because otherwise he had had to stay home <laughs> for visa issues, so we got married, he came to the u s and I started my postdoc and then I think three years in, I got pregnant with my first I took um prenatal yoga, <laughs> and that changed everything. <laughs> it was very woo woo for me at that time because I'm a left brain scientist so it was a really difficult thing to wrap my brain around all the motherhood talk and the transformation and the, from maiden to mother and it was all very spiritual and didn't resonate so much at that time with me I, I did yoga because I wanted to stay fit and I wanted to do something with my body to prepare for for birth um Anyways, this was the first step where I had no idea what was going to come, and this is part of a hero's journey. I never thought of my life in the hero journey's term, because I'm not a writer. But honestly, when now I looked at your framework and I look at my life and I can see it repeating itself, like whenever um, something like, right before you're at a, at a breakthrough with anything you do in your life it's usually the hardest part. It's usually the hardest time you have, and that is exactly the hero's journey that you talk so much about. Um, so yeah, so I had my first um, son, and um, I was working as a postdoc, so I I went back, like usually in, in the United States, you only have like a couple of weeks of um, mater- uh, maternity leave. I extended it, I added all my vacation time, so I almost had four months, and then or I did. I took three months, and then I did the first month part time, and then I started ramping it up full time. But it just didn't feel right for me. Um, so something came unloose, or something came unleashed, better to say, um, when I had my first baby, and then um, so I was a working mom, but it wasn't. It didn't feel right. Um, then two years later, when at his second birthday my visa ran out so I was finished with my postdoc term and it was clear that I didn't want to keep on doing it and also with the visa um, I basically fell into a category my husband had found work by then so he was an age one and I mean this is difficult visa stuff but I was not legally allowed to work in the United States so as a stay-at-home mom and then also had my second kid my daughter and so we like I said, everything changed so much. Um, I had never been in contact with mothers. I had never, none of my friends, everybody studied long careers. None of them them had kids. And then I had my kids in the United States, far away from family or anybody who could influence my mothering. Um, And just naturally, I was a very strong attachment parent. So our choice was attachment parenting. We did a lot of things against the mainstream. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard about EC, elimination communication. So I did that with both of my kids. So we basically were diaper-free. So everything was against the mainstream. And and honestly, I'm really glad that it was far far away from family and friends. Because I could just create my own way and my own path. And so from there, further into motherhood, when my kids started getting older... Um, My son went to a Montessori school and we were, we were always into Montessori. So we always had our home set up for independence. We always were teaching our kids skills every time at their level, of course, at their age appropriate level. But in, in his kindergarten year, it became clear that school was not working for him anymore. And then I started talking to friends and I had never thought I would become a homeschooling mom, but that's what exactly what happened um again it was just like what life threw at us and we had to work with what, what suddenly what we had in front of us um and so yeah conversations a lot of listening to other podcasts about unschooling and homeschooling we realized that that is the path for us and that of course has influenced my work because i was trying to go back to work and I was trying to find a proper work or a career that that would suit me And so I was training to become a leadership um, coach. And in that training, I had one really amazing moment where we were sitting at the table and the the training was made in a way that we didn't know. So every participant prepared one part of the training session and actually trained the others on it. So I knew a sixth part of the whole program to be delivered. But when I was sitting there and then the other people delivered the other parts of this emotional intelligence and leadership training, I just had this aha moment. I was like, wow, everything we've been doing with our kids is just setting them up for success. I mean, now I'm sitting here at a table with adults preparing to go into companies to train adults to be emotionally intelligent to have honest and open, authentic and open conversations, to, to know how to resolve conflict, to know how to be vulnerable and talk about uncomfortable stuff. And I've been doing this all along with my kids. And so I just had this light bulb moment of I'm doing something right and I want to bring that to other parents and moms. And so, yeah. That, that's the story of how I pivoted to the whole thing. And, and for now, for me, my biggest wish is to bring more emotional intelligence to moms. Because I think we take on way too much and we suppress our self too much. So I think it's working on emotional intelligence. You, you know, you raise your awareness of your emotions at first. And then you you learn to recognize others' emotions and you learn to, to work with it. You learn to, to start noticing your triggers before the situation even happens. So you can be better prepared or you can even avoid some situations. You can set better boundaries. So there's a lot to be said about moms not finding their voice and not knowing how to set boundaries. And that then trickles down into the family. And, and I think... My podcast is about work-life balance. In a way, I, th- I call it work-life flow because I think it's not a separation; it's an integration. But it is about relationships in reality, because I only if we have thriving relationships, we can set proper boundaries. We can, you know. Um, so I think that's that's my main focus. But yeah, that's the long-winded story of how I got to where I am at the moment. <laughs>
0: Well, I love that story because it is the path of the hero's journey and it does show that, you know, a lot of times we don't really know what path we're on and and the direction that we're taking and then things come up to show us the way. And like for you, a big one was definitely when you decided to become pregnant and have a baby, like seriously, that is a journey into the unknown. (laughs) We have no idea (laughs) what we're in for when we have that first child, for sure, but such, so worth it, so worth it. And then I I love that, you know, as you went on, you hit other things in your life with the visa problems, and maybe you were thinking at the time it was very terrible, but maybe it just (laughs) guided you to something different where you are now yes
1: and then also I think once you start like for us once we notice that school regular school or Montessori school even is not working you start to deconstruct so much and um, it's just I don't know I look at life totally different right now like I, I I see, you know, I try to see the potential in my kids. I'm like you say, I'm I'm their guide and that's a Montessori principle too, right? Um, so I am there to observe who they are and and that's something that I really love about homeschooling, that we have this flexibility and the freedom to to let them grow into the person that they are meant to be, because I think one of the the issues that I had was that I I don't know like i choose I chose my science path early on, I mean I was eighteen years when i started college, and I just took the next step, the next step without really questioning <laughs> the whole system or questioning why I'm doing it. it you know it was just like well, that's the next step you do, mm-hmm. and so I ended up doing a postdoc which looking back at it, it was aside from the opportunity to live in San Diego for a while, is just it was a little bit mindless. It was a little bit, I think for some part, I was trying to prove others that I could stick it <laughs> through and that I, that I could do it more than for me to be fulfilled as a scientist or to, you know, I mean, there's, and honestly, there's another issue really with science and women in science, most yep. actually leave because there is not a lot of equity Um to actually keep women or moms in in science so so that is an, a whole other issue, but i I think I was just i with motherhood it everything broke apart to be redefined and the puzzle to be put together again, so I had to find who I was, I had to find what I was really looking for in life, and then of course, the older you get, the more experiences you have so that influences of course your personality as well and your your choices and your your visions for yourself.
0: Yeah, for sure and I agree with you know what you're saying here too as I have my degree in engineering, I just have a bachelor's. I didn't go as far as you did, but I mean a lot of the ways of thinking with that whole path I just did it partly to kind of prove my worth to other people and and partly I mean partly I found it interesting too, but Partly, I mean, I liked the way of learning the scientific thought, but it was just kind of what we did. And I didn't really question it until I became a mother. And then, even then, I brought many of those old ways of thinking into my mothering. And it was then that I had to also reconsider what I was really doing, what journey I really wanted to be on as well. You know, it's like, I'm going to engineer my kids. <laughs> and that doesn't actually, that really doesn't works. work. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no. you're right. It's all about the relationships. And, and I still find myself sometimes trying to engineer everything and, you know, but the good thing is when you're aware of it, you can reset. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. So I love that your message is to bring emotional intelligence more of that to mothers, because seriously, motherhood is a life-changing event. Like that's not even an exaggeration. People will just say, Oh yeah, it's life-changing, but you never really know until you become a mother (laughs) how life-changing it is. (laughs) But it's not just life-changing because you have another human being to take care of that is totally helpful or helpless. Um, you know, but it's also life changing because it does make you turn within <laughs> to, because those kids tend to magnify you, <laughs> yes. which, which is good and bad um, <laughs> for us, but they help us see a, see where all of our flaws are. And I think that's why emotional intelligence as a mother is extra important because Kids can bring out the worst and the best in us. <laughs> <You> yes. <know? laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. And and and
1: one of my beliefs is that motherhood is a leadership position. It's the hardest yet most rewarding. I got a lot of pushback when I said that in some mom groups or some, you know, some business mom groups, and they, they were like, I'm I'm a leader at my business. I don't want to be a leader at home. I want to be caring and you know, and I'm like, that doesn't exclude caring (laughs) to be a leader is to be an inspiring person to be able to recognize opportunities to be able to recognize um potential in others to give them the right job for example to know when they're ready for something to to be in integrity with what you do and say because we often say things, but then our behavior is totally the opposite. And our kids pick up on that. And so I think it's really important for moms and women to step into a leadership potential they have.
0: Oh, I totally agree. And I love how you put that too, because it's totally a leadership position. Because if we're not leading the way for our kids, who is? You know, and if we're not setting the example of doing what we say we will, then we are not in integrity with them or with ourselves. And Mm -hmm. that is probably the most caring thing we can do is to learn to be in integrity with ourselves and doing what we say we will do for sure. And then if you put it, if you take it into homeschooling,
1: you're the main point of contact for them and you're the main role model because, um, yeah, other parents who have their kids at school, they basically outsource education, you know, and then they take care of homework or they hardly ever see their kids actually. So, I think, I think homeschooling moms or parents, in as a gen, in general, we have that advantage that we usually already are in a better relationship with our kids because we see them more. We, you know, we have to live together. And I mean, that's what it's about. And, and if you talk about homeschooling, life is, is the school, right? Yeah. So, so I think homeschooling parents already are a little bit ahead of the curve because they already have a little better relationship. And of course we still get triggered and, and I get triggered. And I, you know, I, I, with my best intentions, I start the day. And by afternoon, sometimes I lose it because it is a lot right it's not it's not an easy job i mean you have immature brains to work with <laughs> it's already exhausting to work with adults <laughs> so kids they add a little level another level and then what you said they make you question yourself they make you know you you look into the mirror and your old patterns become apparent and and a parent and you start working on them so so it's a lot for us to actually cope with our past and seeing the future in front of us.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, really, motherhood is probably the best personal development program I have ever been through, and I've been through a lot. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, yes. Yeah, because they are your why. They, if nothing else will work to change you, to become better, just knowing that your kids are there watching you, that will be great motivation for you to change, <laughs> you know? And I, I think you're right. Like homeschool parents, um, I think the reason why a lot of parents struggle when they first go into homeschooling is because we're not used to that level of trying to connect with our kids and relationships with our kids. We're just used to trying to make them do their homework. And so when they come home and they're home all the time and we're trying to make them do their homework, that's rough. <laughs> That is rough. Yes. We can't just... And I think that's the... The public school like
1: that. But yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's the the number one mistake maybe this year, especially with the pandemic, or well, in the next year, yeah.
0: <laughs> but we're
1: still in the pandemic. So <laughs> um, yeah, so I think that's, that's the biggest challenge for people who start out homeschooling to try to recreate school and just say, hey, yeah, you, I give you these worksheets and you do this and and there's gonna be so much pushback. <laughs> and good. then again, you have different personalities, mm-hmm. some things work with one person and not with the other. So, so this is also why you, I think you should step into your leadership potential to recognize those differences and, you know, um, observe, recognize, and then help and lead and
0: guide them the way. Yes, absolutely. I love that. And it's really a great opportunity to look at yourself and saying, why am I getting so mad? Because they're not doing their math worksheets right now. What is it about me that's making me mad that they won't do this? And a lot of times you are like, well, because they should do it. But there's something else there and that's always good to uncover and find that out because there really is a power in being calm and, and understanding that emotional intelligence. And we're going to have to end now because this is our, our launch podcast intro, but we're going to be able to go in a lot more deeper on this and we'll be able to talk more about how we can have more emotional intelligence as mothers, as we go on our journeys, and we help our kids go on their journeys as well. Because like we were saying, doesn't really work to just make your kids do worksheets. Um, I mean, there might be a few kids out there that might work with, but for the most part, we gotta flip the educational model on its head and put the very first focus on knowing who our kids are, building that relationship with them and help helping to guide them in the direction that is theirs to go. So thank you so much for joining me. Do you have any last words that you want to say to our guests? Um, no, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah,
1: I, I look forward to chatting more with you and, and share a little bit more what of what I do. Um, yeah. If you wanted me to share the freebie, I have a little course that I usually have on my website. Um, It's about setting boundaries and saying no, so you can get more time to yourself. So I'll share that in the show notes, probably you'll have that.
0: Yes, thank you so much for mentioning that, because I almost forgot. But that's for the launch giveaway, when you're signed up um, for the launch giveaway and you rate, review, subscribe and, download an episode then you can get the launch giveaways for all of our podcast guests which is super cool all right thank you so much and we will chat again thank you bye-bye bye-bye thanks for listening to the building heroes podcast can you help more people join the building heroes movement by sharing this podcast more people can find it when you subscribe to the show rate it Leave a review. For more help on building heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.